listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey. Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. Um, maybe as great as my next guest, because this man has been through quite a tumultuous journey. I'm actually a fan because I know his entrepreneurial story and I also follow you on the gram. So welcome to listen, honey, Mr. Chef, big shake in the house. What's up? What's up, Jenny? I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. First of all, thank you for having me at your first location here. That isn't even open. Talk to me about this restaurant we're in. This this is our fifth location. This will be my fifth location. And this is my first location with a bar. So, you know, we're going to serve spirits in here with the best fried chicken you ever tasted in your life. So the two is a perfect match. Yo, okay. I love the drink. I love fried chicken. I know this, (laughs) Mr. Chef Big Shake. So about five years ago, I went to Nashville and experienced hot chicken for the first time. And since then, around that time, for some reason, it became a trend here in LA and hot chicken started popping up in different places, but I've never quite had it like Nashville. So let's talk about your hot chicken and your seafood. Like, let's just talk about your product because you have a crazy journey with this product with a lot of hurdles and actually a lot of failures. Tell me about your hot chicken. Well, the hot chicken is one thing, right? That's, that became later after my first adventure into the food world, right? I've been doing this since I've been 12 years old, right? In the restaurant business. So it's in my blood. I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> but my daughter, my daughter became a, a pescatarian at the age of 10. So she told me she didn't want to eat any more meat, no more chicken, no more That's nothing. very advanced. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they were passing around a Peter magazine in the fifth grade, you know. So she came home with all these dietary needs all of a sudden. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen. I'm going to take care of you. So I, I convinced her to stay with some protein. She loves seafood. So I said, listen, I'm going to make you some burgers. They're going to be seafood burgers, but I want you to try them. So I tried a lot of different things, and I came up with the shrimp burger. And after, like, you know, several times of trying to process and make it, she loved it. She started eating it. My family friends started eating it. And this became something in our household. And um, shortly after that, I started taking it to restaurants in my local community, right? They started buying it, and they were like, listen, I want more. And that's where it kind of started. My wife's like, yo, you need to start trying to make this stuff and make it happen. This is your destiny, you know what I'm saying? So that's where the manufacturing of food kind of bit me, right, because of the need of my daughter. Wait, okay, so you are a natural chef. Everybody knows you as Chef Big Shake. And you turned your great, detailed ability to make foods into a very complicated, hearty burger, but based out of seafood for your daughter. Your family started hitting you up for it. You were a hot item at the barbecue. Oh, you don't have no clue. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Tell me yes. about that. Like, Fam- people- I mean, family reunions. Can you bring some of the shrimp burgers with you? I mean, I'm in New York. I'm traveling down to Florida with coolers of shrimp burgers. I mean, it was definitely, it was getting to be a pain. But I was like, I loved it because, I, you know, this is something I created. So we all loved it. It was all good. Okay. So, Chef, I didn't know about you because of your barbecues and your hit patties. But I heard about you because of Shark Tank. My yes. family and I love Shark Tank. I think it's just the whole underdog story and seeing people make it. And I love those little recaps at the end where they tell you where this person has gone once they made it through the tank, right? But your story is very different because you actually were rejected by the sharks. So talk to me about this journey because we barely, we rarely ever hear about the rejects. Yes. Yes. Well, I can tell you, um, when I got on the show, when they accepted me to come on the show to pitch my product, which was the shrimp burger, um, I knew my pitch. So it was something that I was looking for this money. So I, you know, I knew my pitch. No, nobody's going to try to throw me off my game. 
Um, but it was like a diet. It was, it was that diet. It was like, I got to do this. Like, this is it. There's nothing else left, right? This is my plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So this is all out. And, um, you know, when they told me no, and everybody told me no, but the biggest thing they did was say they liked it. They weren't in the grocery business at that time. Um, I wanted to be in every grocery shelf in the country at that time. And they said, well, we don't have the experience. You know, this was early in the days when I think it was the second season of Shark Tank. And I was like, okay, well, they didn't say they hated it, which really catapulted me. Because if they said they hated it, we probably wouldn't be talking right now. So they you know tasted it and they liked it. They just didn't feel they like the business it. plan was fleshed out. Correct. They didn't okay. feel like the business plan was fleshed out. And then they said, well, we don't have, none of them really had, you know, that experience of putting a product at back then, food products on the shelf. You know, because that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be right next to Jenny O burger. No, this is a pun, but no point intended. But I wanted to be that alternative beef burger, like Jenny O was the turkey burgers. Wow. And I said, I know this is full of protein. It's great. It's healthy. It's low in fat, low in calories. This is a perfect protein burger. And, um, you know, they, they, they didn't get it at that point. But, you know, it didn't stop me. You know what I'm saying? Because I, this, I was all in at that point. So when, um, when I came back home, I was definitely obviously disappointed. But, you know, was it embarrassing, after the show Chef? aired, um, you know what? I wasn't embarrassed because I got, listen, I'm a salesman. So when you're a salesman from heart, you're going to get disrespected. You're going to get the phones hung up on you. You're going to be told that, that, no, constantly. So it wasn't embarrassing to me. It was just another no that I knew I had it closer to a yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, this is cool. Well, I, I'm going back hustling, still doing my thing, still picking up the phone every morning, calling grocery stores around the country trying to get them excited about what I was doing. And obviously they were like, no, <laughs> but you know, after the, after the show aired, you know, that first time the phone just started ringing. A um, couple of investors called us, you know, some of them were like joking, like, yeah, I'm the, one of the shark, you know, just kind of nonsense stuff. But we weeded through all that, navigated through some real people. And uh, we got what we asked for on the shark ticket itself. And um, after that, it was like, it's history. Cause it's, you know, that's what we needed. We needed financial backing at the time, right? And uh, we made a good decision with the person that we felt that understood the vision, understood what I was trying to do and accomplish. And, you know, they seen the vision. And that was everything. That's anything I've ever wanted was somebody to see the vision, right? And um, once we um, got the investor, we started going to these grocery stores. And those guys that were hanging up the phone on me, now they're like, come on in. I want to talk to you. You know, I was like, what? Wow. I had this call a few, two weeks ago. You hung up the phone on me. But <laughs> it became that type of wait, story, right? And wait, Chef. I don't like, know if I should feel happy or... Closed. What? A what? It's, it's crazy. It was like a 99% close rate. When I was a going to the grocery stores, these board meetings, rate. 99% close rate. And um, that Chef. was like blowing my mind because they would, would sit down. Yes. What do you think it was? Here you are, a black man on television, getting rejected on Shark Tank. Yes. Why do you think your phones rang off the hook? What, it, what was it that you think they saw that made them think, I need to invest in this person? You know what? I, I honestly think I was just honest. I was just honest. You know, I was just telling a story about my daughter, and I was just being 100% honest because, you know, People can see if you're, you know, you're below the eyes. They can see your eyes, they can see your emotions. I was just authentic. I, I mean, this was my life. You know, I have, you know, like I said, I was all in. You know, my, all my cars were on the table. You know what I'm saying? If I had a royal flush or not, I was all in. So, <laughs> but that was amazing transition. It was, a, it was The transition was amazing from, you know, getting rejected on the telephones to typically really just them opening up the doors now. 
And once they opened up the doors, you know, we were in about 3,000 grocery stores across the country. 3,000 grocery stores? <laughs> Jenny O, she don't yes, even know what's coming at her. Wait, what? <laughs> wow, yes. okay. Yeah, so it went, it went from, yeah. Chef, what did you think? Well, I want to I want to break down some of these process, some of these milestones that you went through, like when yes, you would make a definitely. cold call to people who rejected you, and then now they're calling you just because they saw you on Shark Tank. How did that make you feel? And Pretty maybe much. I'm just a bitter Betty, but how did you not get resentful in order? Or how did you, you know not what? let your resentment stand in the way of working with them? I didn't want my emotions to get in the way of my business. Right, I had a family to feed. This is something that me and my wife, you know, we wanted to make this happen. So I, I couldn't let my emotions get involved with the business that was at stake. I had two kids, you know, at that point, my wife was a breadwinner. So it was like, I can't get emotional, but no problem. How you doing? Thank you. You know, you know, so I was very, very, very humble by the opportunity okay. to be sitting in front of the buyers, first of all, because it's a humbling experience, right? You're going in yeah. to a major grocery chain and you're talking to the buyers. So I had, I couldn't let my emotions get in, get in the way of my business. Yeah, but Chef Shake. You say that, and it sounds like a beautiful quote, like that could be written on a T-shirt, and that's great. It could be on my coffee mug. But in the moment, that's really hard to actually feel. How do you conjure up that type of positivity and that type of ability to remove your emotions? How, how, how does one do that? If you're talking to somebody who is trying to build a business like you, but having doors slammed in their faces and, and people that are being two-faced. How do you advise them to not let their feelings get in the way? You got to have the passion, first of all. You can't do this because you want money. You can't do it because somebody told you. You know, it's you have to live it, sleep it, dream it, want it that bad. Uh, right? So you're saying, so and you're saying it's not about you. It's about the dream. Don't let you get in the way of your dream. Correct. It's about the dream. This is something you go to bed with, you dream about it, and you wake up and you manifest that plan the next morning, right? So, and, that, and that's honestly, that's most of my entrepreneurial stuff comes in my head when I'm sleeping, and I manifest it when I wake up. So, without dreams, you ain't got nothing, right? Because if you're going out tomorrow and saying, listen, I see the hottest thing on the street is these new ties that somebody's selling, I'm going to do the same thing. That's not really, that's, you're just doing that for money. You're trying to jump on a bandwagon. But if you're doing something, I'm going to create a square tire, right? And you're like, I believe in the square tire. I mean, that's what you got to eat, sleep, drink, like everything. That's everything. It's in your blood at that point. And that's what you got to go out and hustle with. But oh, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. Your word, it was just a dream. In the words of Notorious B, your words right now are just echoing inside of me because I can see the fruit of your success comes from a great, purposeful work ethic. So we're going to yes. take a break, but when we come back, Chef, I want to talk about some of those hurdles that you face besides the rejection at Shark Tank. I want to talk about the financing, the funding. How'd you get yourself to understand these things as this was your first yes. business? So yes. after the break with Chef Big Shake. Hey guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Loud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. 
And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, your daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Listen, Honey. I am with entrepreneur, celebrity chef, Chef Big Shake, who <laughs> is so much fun to watch on Instagram, by the way. If you guys don't know, follow him at Chef Big Shake One because your Instagram is lit with videos of you just hyping up your game, talking about positive motivation. That's chef, it. you were rejected by Shark Tank, came back full throttle with still that same amazing firehearted dream. And people started ringing your phone off the hook because they wanted to work with you after seeing yeah. your genuine appearance on Shark Tank. Absolutely. What was your way of navigating through these business decisions? Being that you hadn't been in business before, how did you make the right choices to get into the fundraising and getting into the beginning steps to understand how your brand could get to the grocery stores? Well, I didn't. Since I had no experience in that field, I've always looked at trying to find the person with more experience than me. So Yeah, don't let the blind lead the blind, right? Come on, absolutely. You ever heard of Glory Greens? Glory, the brand Glory. They got the collard greens, they got all the good food, good, good vegetables. So I called up there one day and said, I need to speak to the president of the company. And um, they said, well, the president's not here, but the vice president is here. I said, well, I, can, I, can I speak to her? speak to him and they put me to a voicemail and literally within two hours she called me back and she became a, a, a like a light right she helped us with a lot of things she taught me the game about the food business she became almost a almost mentor a, navigate, a mentor and navigated through a lot of different things that we were trying to accomplish at the time we were looking at crowdfunding at one time we were looking at investors at one time but she came and said no we're going to do it like this you're going to do it like this but she guided me right because she glory went from a company that was doing like, I think like a half a million dollars. They went up to like $30 million in the first three years of their business. So she had the experience of, of the place I wanted to go. So, but she picked up the phone and called me back. And I, you know, I, I'm forever grateful for her um, responding to me because it helped us tremendously. So chef, so, would you say that it was your positive attitude to just go knocking on any door that had experience that absolutely. even that one door that opened up might've been the one that helped you? How many Absolutely. doors do you think you knocked on that didn't answer you back? <laughs> Real talk. I, you know, we don't have enough time for that. I can, <laughs> tell you, I can tell you it was a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, you know, it's easy when people have something that you want, typically they're going to hold it tight and not release it right to the world because they feel like you're going to jump on the tools and step on the toes. It's almost like yeah. the crab in the barrels type of uh, understanding. But um, she um, answered the phone. I mean, it's, it's like it's resilience, right? So somebody was gonna tell, teach me this game. I wasn't going there blind. I don't like to do anything that I don't know about. I don't wanna make a huge, a huge mistake when I'm losing a bunch of money because I just don't know. So I'm gonna find a person that does know. I don't care who they are. I'm gonna track you down, I'm gonna call the company, I'm gonna try to do what I can do to have that conversation. You got to get somebody who knows the game, right? Mm. Somebody gotta hit you to the game, that's it. And, and it sounds like you game. have to be humble. You have to be humble Absolutely. to not 
let your feelings get in the way, not to take it personally, which is one of the four agreements, one of my favorite books, but you also have to just keep it pushing. Every day is a fresh day, no matter what the results were of the day before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because trying to get your product, I mean, anybody's product, I don't care if you're a musician, an actress or whatever it is, it's a daily struggle. You got to get up every day, live it, breathe it, talk about it and talk it into fruition, right? Know that this is what you're destined to do. And know that, you know, I used to walk the aisles of the grocery stores and know exactly where my food's going, right? I studied it. I knew exactly where the food, I knew the voids in the shelves, right? And, but that's what got me going every day. I'll go, hey, what's the new product over there? I see new products come on the shelf and leave in two, three months. I said, well, they didn't do too well, but I'm gonna put my product right here. But it was just something that you had to speak into fruition, speak into an existence. So you had people who didn't necessarily welcome you with open arms because they didn't know who you are. What about your culture and your background? As a black man, did you ever feel people judged you for the color of your skin or rejected you because of it? Yeah, well, I came up in New York. I lived, I grew up and born and raised in New York and Long Island. I hear that accent. It never left. Yeah, never left. And I I was fortunate enough to to have um, a a fantastic mother and a fantastic father who were definitely uh, my inspiration in life. They've always taught me don't work for nobody else. Get your own business. Start your own business. From the time I can remember, you know, I've always hustled, always had a gig, always had a job, right? I always made my own money. I was either selling candy, selling shoes, or selling whatever in the streets, but I was always making my own money. Um, and uh, she sent me to a um, place called Fire Island off the coast of Long Island. And um, when I was 12 years old, and that was my first introduction to the food game. Um, my first summer spent over there when I was 12, I lived on top of a restaurant with a Italian chef by the name, where are we now, Italian chef by the name of Giovanni Palmaro. And um, he took me in, called me his black son, and I lived on top of the restaurant, shared an apartment with him, and he taught me the game of the restaurant business. You know, back then it was work, right? It was always work, and I was like, I'm tired of this, I'm tired of this, but when you get older, like, wow, he taught me the game, right? I, I lived next to the liquor cabinet, and they would have to come to me to get the liquor out of the cabinet. And, you know, so I knew what was going on. He taught me how to buy certain foods. I was a kid, but that game stuck with me and I'm forever grateful and indebted to him because it helped me bring, feed my family, it helped me realize there's other things other than sitting in the streets or you know, hanging out. So I had to lose a lot of friends during my travels and during my coming up in this game because um, not everybody's going to have the same passion. Not everybody's going to have the same belief system. Not everybody's going to have the same integrity, right? So a lot of those things I had to go through and I lost a lot of friends on the way, you know, through death and through just me having to leave them behind because they didn't have the same mindset that I had. Yeah. Do you think that the world of entrepreneurship is harder for a person of color, specifically black? I, I think so. I think that, you know, it's stacked up against you regardless, right? For me, being a black African-American man, I was always taught to, I got to work hard. I got to jump fast. I got to run fast. I got to study harder to get to where I need to go. So, you know, I'm no stranger of racism. I've, you know, I've, I've had it. You know, I, I've seen it. I witnessed it. I've been a part of it. So, you know, but I can't let anything stop me from feeding my family. You know what I'm saying? So regardless, if you hate me, I'm, I'm cool. I'll take your money. You can hate me all day long, but I'm going to find a way to take your money. So, you know, I'm not going to let I'm not going to let somebody else's hatred stop me from loving, you know? Oh, I'm not going to let anybody else's hatred stop me from making money. That's it. Oh, I'm so into yeah. that. And you, you mentioned having to leave some people behind. Let's just talk about that for a second when it comes to the beloved word, 
haters. And I say beloved yeah. with clenched teeth sometimes, right? We're supposed to Absolutely. love our brethren, but some of them are acting a fool and it's a little hard to keep them, <laughs> keep them in our camp. Oh, yeah. When it comes That's to it. haters, what type of what type of shade, what kind of hate did you get from that? Oh, it was incredible. <laughs> you know, as strip, bro, what do you like to sell? A Krabby Patty, like what? You know, I heard all, I heard it. You know, you name it. I was the the fisherman. I was everything. You know, but I wasn't gonna make no money doing what I was doing. That's what they said. You know, so I've heard it all, either from family members. You know, so it wasn't like it wasn't just you know people in the streets or my friends growing up. It was family members. That, you need to go get a job. You know, all that type of stuff. But, you know, it's when you know, I, you know, I was I was raised almost in the entrepreneurial home as an entrepreneurial spirit, you know, and, you know, just from listening to my father constantly telling me don't work for nobody. That wasn't going to die regardless of who was talking to me or who was disrespectful, or who was trying to hate on me. I'm not going to let it die. You know, the flames are going to keep burning. So, you know, I didn't I didn't allow none of that noise to kind of enter my head or my destination. Yeah. Wow, chef. So inspiring. I got to tell you, I've had so many different entrepreneurial ideas in my head when I started out or, or in my life. It's been, I mean, a range from obviously a clothing collection to even basic things like breast pedals. It's, it's a lot yeah. for a man, but I'm going to walk you through it. <laughs> Women want to have different options when it comes to lingerie. Okay. And sometimes you don't want to wear a bra. Sometimes you just want a pasty to just do the job. I but got you. even that, something, I, I, when I learned about the trademark and the patenting yeah. and then the glue and making sure the glue's allergen-free and all these yeah. different things, I honestly, like you said, wasn't passionate to that extent where I wanted to go through all of that. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to keep buying the ones that I love and I don't <laughs> need to go out there and make it. But it, it really, when I look at, the life of an entrepreneur, it really does take such tedious pa and detailed passion in order to really keep getting up every day and fight the fight. Yeah. It's a learning experience, right? You have to learn the game that you're trying to get involved in. You just can't go in there blind, you know, trademarks and just understanding what attorneys you don't want, right? Because the attorneys are going to take your money. So I learned how to trademark my own stuff instead of paying $1,500 a trademark. Now we, I jump online, go right to the U.S. government and do my own trademark. I don't need an attorney for that. So you learn. I, I'm a con I read contracts now better than I used to because I got into a position where somebody tried to take everything I had. So I had to learn, right? I had to start reading contracts, understand what every syllable, every sentence meant. So you become self-educated in the game that you're trying to jump into. You know, you can't allow anybody to tell you, you know, what to do. You have to learn it for yourself, especially because you, you have no, nothing to fall back on. This is everything. So, you know, I've been in positions where, you know, somebody tried to take everything and it, and no, that's not going to happen. You have to learn the game because if you don't know the game, you won't get stuck and somebody's going to take it from you. Mm, I heard that, chef. All right. Now tell us, because you've made me hungry now about these patties. Where can I find it? You're in 3000 grocery stores. Which one are close well, to me? Well, and how I can other you. people in the rest of the world find your so, amazing patties? Through entrepreneurship, through entrepreneurship. I've learned that the grocery store is not the best place to sell your products because just, you're doing all the marketing and advertising, spending all your dough, and then you're giving a percentage just to put it on the shelf. So we started our own e-commerce e food site, which is shopbigshakes.com. So everything we sell in our restaurant, we ship it all over the country. So we've shipped to, I can't tell you how many people we ship to our fried chicken and that we ship to um, Gail, Oprah, I mean, um, John Legend. Jenny, Jenny, come on. I, I just need the address. You got it. Shrimp burgers and hot chicken straight to your door. Mac and cheese, everything. We ship it all over the country. 
Yes. So we, and where where's we your manufacturing center? Where where's this all shipping everything from? Is in, everything is in Nashville. Everything is in Nashville. Represent. So yes. Yeah, so we're in Nashville. We got a warehouse in Nashville. We have a team of people working inside of our warehouse. We have cookers. I mean, it's we sell everything that anybody can buy in a restaurant. It's online. We have two day shipping. It comes frozen. You throw it out. Throw it in the oven. It's just like it came out of our out of our kitchen. Oh, chef, you're amazing. All right, and are, is there anything coming out in the works? beyond the patties and the chicken and the seafood? Do you have anything else that we need to know about that's coming out? We have our own seasoning lines. We have our own fish fry. We have our own flour. We have our own cornbread mix. So if you go to the website, shopbigshakes.com, everything is there and we constantly evolve. I'm constantly creating new things and new things that make people's lives better, right? Taste better, a little bit more flavor in their taste buds. So I'm always trying to create something brand new. Beautiful, Chef. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me. I, I'm telling you, just being able to see your story online and then being able to hear firsthand why you're winning attitude. I can see exactly why somebody would answer your call. I actually really can. I can see just the glow of you being a good, wholehearted person. And we don't see that a lot nowadays. So I'm so thankful that God blessed you because he obviously knew that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's all about, you know, you can't take anything with you. You got to give it up, right? So we try to, me and my wife were constantly trying to give back, trying to give back. You know, we give, hire people with second chances, give them second chances. I don't care if you have felons, come and work. You got to feed your family. So we're constantly trying to put people in positions of power through our businesses that we own and put people in a position where they never thought they can be because somebody taught me the game. So I got to teach somebody else the game. Yes, Chef, I heard that. Follow Chef Big Shake One on Instagram, guys. And I hope at this moment, if your mouth is watering like mine, y'all got to go to shopbigshakes.com. And that's it. where we're going to have access to all of the things that you currently sell and the things that are coming out that you shared with us about. That's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Chef. You're so Thank amazing. You. Everybody else out there, please do support Chef Big Shake and do rate and review this podcast. Let Chef know what it was that he said that inspired you. Do share with him what part of the story may be related to something that you're going through. Um, if you guys hit me up in the DM and take a screenshot of this podcast, send it to me. I'm going to share it with Chef Big Shake as well. Chef, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm going to come out to Nashville and stop by sometime. Don't be a stranger. You'll be welcome. What's going on? Give me your address. I'll shoot you some chicken. I got you. Oh, I can't wait. Yes, because my man is a vegan, so I'm done over here. I need some help. (laughs) I I need need something that had a life, so please. There you go. There you go. Well, you take care of yourself, all right, Jenny? Thank you, Chef. And I appreciate it. I love Dancing with the Stars. You're doing a fantastic job. We're going to definitely give you all the the kudos and all the votes you can. Monday on that phone. Hook it up. I'm going to be eating your chicken to give me some energy. So give me some of those votes online and on your phone. There you go. We got you. Thank you, Chef. Take care. All right. Yes, ma'am. Take you. Bye-bye. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, 